we greet you here at Time for Go to Bed, a podcast that tells you it's time for Go to Bed. And other it says a few stuff. stories and talks about other stuff, like the stories that you listen to throughout the week. Brought to you by our, our, uh, I don't know, I, I forget the word for it, but brought to you by Voodoo Zombie Boutique, an eBay store bringing you the stories you listen to throughout the week, <laughs> the DVDs, the VHS, yes, that's right, the physical media you need to own. Yes. Yes. And we've had some pretty recent, uh, uh, some decent, recent, decent, recent acquisitions. Some decent recents. And sales. We did a wholesale acquisition, which was exciting, where we also talk about our reseller adventures, where we talk about where we get our merchandise. Yeah. And how we put it up for sale on eBay. From scary murder sheds in the woods to uh, wholesale distributors from New Jersey. Very exciting. Nice suburban family homes and spooky trailers that look like they're from Eastern Europe. Hmm? We go to the places and get acquisitions on uh, movie collections so you don't have to. Yeah, we go to the nice uh, the nice thrift store for good Christian women. And Yeah. Um Yeah. It's like the it's the Karen store. The Karen um, store. Yeah. Yeah, it really is cuz it's got a lot of live laugh love pictures in oh, there. Oh, live laugh. A lot of live laugh love pictures. Oh, so much live laugh love. Lots of crafted Santa Clauses. Oh, so They many. were waiting to put those up. They they have a October thirty first. All wing of wreaths and baskets. Oh, so many baskets. And we also go to the corporate thrift stores that have put out all the nice local thrift stores out of business. And the weird former video rental store that's still named after a video rental store, but now he sells hardware and has just tons of DVDs stacked everywhere and VHS. Yeah, and when we got the receipt from him. It had a. It was a pager store, so it was a pager store, then a video store, and now it's a hardware store. No, it was a video which store. I think then is a pager store. It was a video what? store. It was a video store, then a pager store. Now it's a hardware store. So. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. um, but yeah, but it still has video. So American uh, business is fascinating. I'm telling you, it's fascinating. It, is. it moves. It is. It's got to survive somehow. Well. After uh, we had uh, we talked last week about uh, when I went to the the Marks discount mm-hmm. store and got ah. like eight uh, thirteen bucks worth of DVDs. There were three for a dollar, and I you know I was so overwhelmed because there were so many crazy obscure titles, and so I just grabbed everything that I knew was horror or sexy fun time. Because blood and sex sell. Um, oh yeah, that's what blood we and sex. And um, you know, but there's other stuff too. You know, we do sell some nice movies for the nice people, but they don't sell that well. So we're no, probably going to be pulling some of that stuff that. down. And nobody wants to buy no. the the fascinatingly strong story of a nice person that that came up against someone and got lots of Emmy nominations that year. Nobody wants that. 
They want well, to see gore. Well, Sorry. I um It's cool. I get it. Hmm. I get it. Well, I realized I was we were we were that that trip to to Marks that I bought all those DVDs at last week. I realized um oh my god, I left the toilet paper and the paper towels on the bottom of our shopping cart that I bought. And let's and, face it, it's because you were too excited to get home and open up all those DVDs. It's true. It's true. And by the way, it's all true. those DVDs, uh, they were sealed, but I took all the plastic off them because they were resealed rentals, and some of them had some real nasty crap on them. So yeah. they've all been sanitized and cleaned down with... Uh, yeah, but they were kind yeah. of fun titles, so... Yeah, but... So I decided the other day, I was like, well, let's go back to Mark's and see if maybe one of the bag boys found the stuff or if a, a kind-hearted customer brought the stuff back. I went to the customer service desk, and they keep a log of people who leave things behind. And but I, I want to tell you, I, I thought you were never going to get that back. I was like, that's not true. People like steal that stuff as soon as they see it in the parking lot. That's well, crazy. You'll never get it back. I got it but back. Get it back because they had a the book. A nicer where they place. Uh, they had a book, and I was there mm -hmm. inside the store. I was in there, and um, I showed them my receipt and said, "Yeah, I th I bought these, but I left them on the bottom of car on, of my cart like an idiot." And the girl says, "Okay, just go grab them off the shelf." So I'm also looking at the receipt, and the guy actually double charged me for the paper towels. So I grabbed an extra p pack of the paper towels, and I pointed out the the guy's mistake. So I got. Paper towels that I didn't buy that, uh, you know, so I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'll just have double paper towels and I won't have to buy them next time. So, yeah, so we got the money back and then I went back and I looked in to see what movies were left. And there was a lot of good stuff that I passed up. And so uh, there was a little bit of horror. There was some really there was some fun uh asian foreign uh, uh like uh, uh foreign horror films well the one is it, it has an asian cast but it's like a french made movie and it's really kind of a cool looking mm -hmm. movie called samurais um and um but yeah so so i was like all right I, i'll buy you know i got 18 dollars more worth of these dvds so uh, i'm in it for 31 dollars <laughs> for uh yeah for for all the or no is a 41 uh no it's 31 yeah 13 and 18 is is 31 right yeah yeah so um yeah. And yeah yeah 13 and 18 is 31 so um so yeah so 31 bucks i've already sold two of the movies that i bought for nine dollars so yeah. that Technically, after after all said and done with eBay fees, shipping, and packaging material, I probably made about four bucks per movie. So yeah. you know, three to four bucks. So that's a significant portion back. I just have to sell, you know, about six more and seven more, mm -hmm. and I've made back all the money. And I've been listing them like a fiend. And if two of them sold within the the week that I bought them. I'm pretty confident that they'll they'll continually sell well. We've also been doing. I was real happy because Susan likes to watch some different eBay guys. And who's the one we were watching last night? What's his name? Uh, Daily Refinement. He's cool. Yeah, he's got yeah. a good name he's too. Professional. Da yeah. He's per he's very professional about it, almost to the point where he's a little dry for me. But 
I no. like that. I like. I don't yeah. like. Yeah. I don't like it when people's personality, you know, they start getting too goofy and stupid, and it's like, you know, I want valuable information that is easy to understand, without yeah. people's emotions and and personalities getting in the way. People so, I follow are just like, I go to thrift stores. I have an instinct that makes money. I find stuff and I sell it on eBay. And I'm like, that's cool. But it's more like, hey, come along with me and be my friend and thrift with me. And it's like, well, that's nice. But it's not as, this guy kind of like, here are the numbers that eBay gives you. Let me break it down what that means. Mm -hmm. Here's this. This is what that means. And I like that. Yeah. Well, and what this guy is saying, though, it's kind of like, you know, he's my, he's my, ebay soul brother because you know he seems to be understanding ebay the way i understand ebay Mm. and that is if you just keep listing stuff and putting things up you will get more attention in ebay um they just sent us a message about how well we've been selling um and they're 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 recognizing our consistency and our sell-through rate and um and the the volume of, of postings we're doing and the number of cool. watched items we're getting is going up because I can look at my phone like every few hours and mm-hmm. I can send an offer to somebody. Yeah, um, which is making a difference. And it's really yeah. funny because we price things. So it's like, here's the high price. You can price that and, and just t- pay it. Or you can negotiate down quite a bit, but they never do. They always need to be sent that offer again you know sometimes sometimes uh they uh, i've i've opened up the window for offers Mm -hmm. um i used to make it a much narrower window um because uh, let's just take for example um let let me look at one of my one of my auctions that has a a decent uh wide window um so we have uh, 1167 active auctions at this moment and let me go to one of my current DVDs that I have. Here here we go. Krampus, the Krampus Devil, and Mother Krampus, a uh, double feature DVD. Um, let me see. Uh, which is hit. Scary Christmas, which you gotta yeah, love. That's part of our holiday collection. We got that next to mm-hmm. the Twilight Zone episode. Oh, there mm-hmm. is an item specific that I'm missing on this. I don't like nice. that. Nice. Um, I will have to revise that. So, okay, so here's the offers. Um, I have it listed at, uh, $13.99. And I have offers of anything over $11.50 I will take. And then there's a window where I I decline, um, anything under $10.50. So if somebody sends me an offer for $11... It'll, it'll automatically accept it uh or no it'll 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 no i'm sorry anything between 1050 and 1150 it'll ask for my approval of and so because i want people to submit offers as if they have a chance what i was doing is a lot of auto decline uh so i was like automatically accept offers of 999 or higher automatically dismiss 998 or lower so that was working for a while, but I think this is a little more successful, and I think it makes the customer feel like that they have a little bit more control over, you know, the the offer system. And there was another guy that I well, there was uh, 
he kept trying to make an <laughs> offer for $210 on this movie Red Lips that we were sitting on for a while. And it had a lot of watchers. And he was like, 205 is as high as I'll go. And I was like, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> and I went and I shaved off $5 from the best offer. And the guy went and he spent $205 on the movie. And it was his. And I was happy to see it go. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there. so uh, it's just nice to, you know, if you just keep posting stuff, if you want to get into this, you, you got to post something every day. And it should be consistent how much you post and you know uh, like if you're dude i'm trying i'm doing 10 a day right now and actually i'm bumping it up i'm trying to do 12 to 13 a day but i'm really like anally retentive when it comes to my listings and i try and put as much information as humanly possible in the description so i don't have to deal with people's questions a sure Sure. And, you know, and B, um, it's more appealing when you look at an auction and you look at it and it's not, you know, a lot of times what uh, eBay sellers will do is they will have a generic like JPEG image um, or a script with like stupid little animated GIFs or something like that. You know, just this big, ugly, unsightly thing that they'll post. I have stuff that we, we have, you know, like script information that we repost about our practices, not about the item, uh, about how often we ship and the quality of materials that we use to ship in. So that stuff, there's a definite cut and paste at the end of every listing. Um, and we're trying to, you know, retroactively use our current script for that. But the first, the, the descriptions of something... Like, uh, l let me let me look at some of my descriptions here um, because uh, this card changes. Um, uh, like, yeah, yeah, here's uh, here's the the description I wrote for the Krampus one. Uh, here's an awesome brand new DVD copy of the horror uh, of the horror holiday double feature Krampus the Christmas Devil from 2013 and Mother Krampus from 2017. These creepy cult wow. gems are loaded with the thrills, chills, and the right amount of evil to save you from all the Yuletide cheer this year. <laughs> snag this festive snag this festive fear fest as a gift or add it to your personal collection while it lasts. So that's you know so essentially each one starts kind of the same way. Here's a adjective and adjective condition sure. uh here you know so here is you know an adjective just to get people excited awesome cool great excellent superb you know whatever um and in this case it's a sealed one this is one that we got from uh the the wholesale purchase uh so i, I put brand new if it's if it's a VHS, I won't use brand new as much unless it's like a cheapy cheapy one that nobody really cares about. But the VHS flippers, they want to hear the words "factory sealed." Um, if it was a super rare DVD, I would put "factory sealed." But in the case of this, this is a newer movie set. It's not worth a ton of money. People just want to know that it's brand new and it's not dirty and scratched, right? That's what people are paying for, you know, because they'll if, if it sure. wasn't if it wasn't sealed, it's a five dollar DVD. It's sealed, it's worth twice as much. Um, it, but yeah, so so then you launch into whatever you want to say about the movie. Uh, you, I always try and put what year the movies come from. I go to IMDb and I check because sometimes on cases and boxes for any kind of movie, um, 
eBay, when you scan the barcode, will autofill the year that format was released. Um, and so if it's, you know, a copy of Gone with the Wind that w came out on VHS in 1988, eBay might say Gone with the Wind 1988 VHS or VHS 1988. Um, and it always puts parentheses. And they tell you don't use, you know, and that's irritating too. But um, but that has something to do with how they format the information. See, I think eBay likes me because I'm a fill-in-the-blanks guy. And I put mm -hmm. so much information about the studio and the directors and the special features and yes, what's on the DVDs. Like every last little thing I can. I check and see if it's full screen or widescreen, you know, if it doesn't say, because a lot of times it'll say on the front, a lot of times it'll say on the back, you know, in, in small print. But people are looking for specific directors they're interested in. <coughs> Sometimes they're looking for I'm more of a I'm looking for the specific actor I'm interested in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I typically try and do if I know that there's an actor who's particularly um, you know, uh, hot at the moment, or if they're, you know, if it's somebody, of course, like Boris Karloff, or you know, somebody like Johnny Depp, you know, yeah. uh, or if it's a director like Tim Burton or Martin Scorsese, I always try and put the top actor and the director. If it's you know, uh, you know, Johnny mm -hmm. Depp, Tim Burton, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, Martin Scorsese, um, uh, you know, uh, Ed Wood, Bela Lugosi, <laughs> you know. Um, but, uh, oh, I do love that, uh, Meowy Christmas, uh, Black Cat Christmas tree. Oh. So, and, uh. Um, oh my gosh, Foxfire, you're adorable. So, so that's really, you know, uh, I think where we're, uh, and we just got a text the other day from my buddy, uh, Bob, who, and, and his wife, uh, they both sell on eBay and their sales have been down and our sales were down too. But I've noticed that our sales are up because I've upped the amount of stuff we're putting in the store, and I finally cracked a thousand. And yep. um, you know, and and you know, so we're getting a better variety of stuff and finding these obscure collections through again the stuff that I got through the the uh, that mail order um the the wholesale place it's a it's a place called garden state videos and essentially i bought 31 or 32 dvds plus a couple blu-rays um in additions but my total was like just over a hundred dollars and it was free shipping so each one of those movies cost me roughly three dollars um and uh so it's going to be a challenge to make the money back because they're not super, super hot titles, but there are some in there that I posted last night. There's at least one that somebody's watching that I have listed for $16.99. So, you know, if I sell that, you know, I, I got to recoup my $3, my $3 for shipping. And, you know, uh, I figure maybe a buck and a half for eBay and, and, uh, packing fees. And, um, and so, you know, by when it's all sudden said and done, I'll probably get make like nine bucks if I sell it for sixteen ninety nine, um, and uh, eight bucks maybe. I'm always very conservative about how much I'm making back in, in my math, in my in in the math in my head. But you know, but I think that's how eBay's uh, search works. When you're putting in this information, 
uh, and then somebody scans a similar product, it'll ask you, what is it most like? Is it like this one? Is it like this one? Is it like this one? And, you know, and then I, I'll pick one, you know, if it's brand new, I put brand new. If there's one that's used, I find, find a used one, whatever. And, and sometimes I'll get lucky and somebody will have done the autofill on theirs just as I would do mine. And I get like every actor is filled in, you know, <laughs> and I mean, there's like 10 actors that somebody's filled in, in the, in the, you know, because you can essentially, you you, know, you just add it to the database. So, and then I think eBay is, um, what, what do you call it? Aggregating all that information that we're putting in as sellers and, Maybe. Yeah. and it's, it's, it, they're using it to help all sellers of that product. So, and, uh, but no, I think, you know, I'm really happy because we're starting to finally go through some of the old stuff. We're getting rid of some stuff that's been sitting around for a long time, simultaneously yeah. selling some brand new stuff, which is really exciting. And, and we'll talk about that, um, after the break. And I have compiled for everyone the last three things we sold for what we just sold. Pretty fun, eclectic, uh, last three things. The one... I, the the one thing that I sold I'm not necessarily proud of, uh, but there's no trailer for it. I skipped one item, and I'll explain after the break. But, um, but yeah, Suze, yeah. did you see our most recent sale? Oh, was there a new one that I missed? The VHS sale that we just had? No. Uh, maybe I'll just play the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I see it. <laughs> Barfly. That was the one I watched half of it the other day. <laughs> Barfly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mickey Rourke and Barfly. Uh, no, it's actually a movie called Barfly. But yeah, that's that's where we start off this week with what we sold. Here, it's, it's about six minutes long. <laughs> this is a world where everybody's got to do something. They got to be something. Sometimes I just get tired of thinking of all the things that I don't want to do. All things that I don't want to be. How come nobody sits next to her? She's crazy. Crazy? Oh. <laughs> You're the damnedest barfly I've ever seen. Hobbies, none. Religion, none. Education, none. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? The word asks your sex, you've written none. Well, hardly none. Your life is just a bunch of cans. You can't work. And you can't fight. I could look at a woman's legs for hours. I got nothing but time. You know, every time I get with a woman, something happens. You're a Henry Chinaski. I'm one of the main producers of the Contemporary Review of Art and Literature. We've discovered you. I had an idea that I'd be discovered after my death. How does it feel to be on the other end? I smell it. Perfume. Where's the bedroom? <laughs> Come on! Yeah! Baby, look around. It's a, it's a cage with golden bars. Either you get out of here or I'm gonna peel you away from your perfume. We don't have to be barflies right down at the grave. Mickey Rourke. It's one thing. I don't ever want to fall in love. Fade done away. Don't worry. Nobody's ever loved me yet. Barfly. 
Life on the Edge, as seen by Charles Bukowski, directed by Barbet Schroeder. If life is a story, who is its author? You, me, or some higher power? I've decided I'm through with men. I'm going straight to having a kid. Max, this is Jake Buckley. I don't know exactly how to say this, but I would like to publish your story in this October's issue with two conditions. First, we print my edited version. Second, I would like your seed. Come again. It's a simple bargain. I'll give life to your child if you'll give life to mine. Just tell me where and when. Date? You, me, a paper cup at a certain clinic? You just let me plead my case. A child needs two parents. My experience with fathers was such that I'm not anxious to inflict one on my own child. Well, there it is. See, this to heart. Got a great rhythm going. He's my daddy. I'd like to quote you something that Cher's character says to Nicolas Cage in one of my favorite films, Moonstruck in the hopes that it might be helpful. Snap out of it! And, and that was supposed to help me how? You want me. He's the City of Angels' hottest new scribe, and he's almost as good to look at. <laughs> all relationships have problems, Max. Maybe being a housewife and a mother just isn't all that it's cracked up to be. My darling, if the subtext were any more obvious, we'd need subtitles. With your raw talents as a writer and my skills as an editor, together we can create something far better than either of us ever could alone. I happen to think that that metaphor extends nicely to the reproductive arena. Things have obviously changed for us. I have to help Charles finish his movie. Be good for you to spend some time with kids who don't run around with cameras and monster makeup. Uh, could you close your eyes, please? Yeah. And action! freighter derailed what the cargo was on that freighter we don't know we can't tell anyone i know i understand you have concerns about our cargo colonel there isn't anything else that i should know is there i can assure you the answer is no we've got calls from people who found local dogs but the calls coming in aren't local Lucy! it's like they all just ran away i've got property damage i've got theft I've got nine people missing now. Clearly, things happening around here that I can't explain. We 
behind this thing. I don't feel good about this. Go! I saw it. No one believes me. I believe you. What the hell? All right. So, oh, we got a countdown to my favorite kiddo teaser ever, says uh, mm-hmm. Foxfire. That's exciting. But yeah, so the trailers you heard there in reverse order, Super 8. Uh, of course, uh, former co-host of mine, Tom Schaefer, had a speaking part in that. I got him as SAG-AFTRA membership. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do about the power? It's been out for three days. Um and uh, before that was a movie called Novel Romance, which uh, has Sherilyn Fenn and Tracy Lords in it. Uh, of course, you know Tracy Lords had a uh, uh, troubling start to uh, her her uh, late childhood in uh, pornography. And uh, you know, if you don't know the story, it's nothing I want to discuss on the show. But uh, she's a strong individual, and she has uh, she's forged a pretty good path, and as a you know a, as an a actress in regular movies um, that don't involve her you know having sex with people. So uh, and you know and kudos to John Waters for giving her a shot uh, back in the day and uh, putting her in uh, Crybaby, and among um, a couple of his other productions, I believe. But um, so yeah, that was called no- Novel Romance. That was one of the 33 cent movies I found and it looked like a really good movie. And, you know, and of course it had really, you know, uh, a sexy looking cover of a lady's legs and fishnets too. So that never hurts when you, um, do something. Um, uh, you know, when you, uh, when that never hurts when you have a cover for a movie that that's, that's like tantalizing to people. Um, and, uh, and then the what we sold uh, the, the first thing we sold was a movie called Barfly with Mickey Rourke and Faye Dunaway, which is loosely based on uh, the life uh, portion a portion of the life of Charles Bukowski, the author, um, which I did not know until I started doing the research for it, and I put that in the notes, and I think that helped sell it. Only sold for ten oh, bucks, yeah. but that tape was from a collection of some I don't even know where that one was from. Um, that one just sold right before the show, so I haven't even had a chance to grab it yet. Um, but there was another movie in there. There was another VHS that I sold that had been hanging out forever. And it was in a lot of things that I got for $5, of which I flipped. There were some Planet of the Apes tapes in there that were factory sealed that I flipped for like 50 bucks, and a couple other yeah. things that I sold. Uh, a copy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out of there. Uh, but this was... Um, this was something called Final Journeys Part 3, and yeah. it, it was sealed, and it was a very small label that had it, and they sold for quite a bit of money. Basically, it's like a Faces of Death movie where it just uses, like, footage from, you know, you know ambulance chasers and stuff like that. Just gross stuff. Uh, you know, I watched a, a little snippet of it on YouTube so I could figure out exactly what it was. And I was like, okay, I know what it is. And that one, the description for it was so minimal because I just was disturbed by it. But I was like, whatever, it's sealed, let's sell it. 
I probably wouldn't sell anything like that again. Um, and I actually, uh, I, there was a movie that we had that I was starting to, uh, make a draft of the other day. And I, I just said, no, this is horrible. This is horrible. And it's a brand new movie and it'll sell for a decent amount of money, but I do not want it in our store, um, because it's so offensive. And, um, you know, so I, um, so I just gave it to Susan. I said, do whatever you want with it. You know, um, uh, <laughs> put it in my little library out in Strongsville. Um, so <laughs> cause it, it had to do with Nazis and it was like a, a Nazi sexploitation thing. And I'm like, nah, that's not cool. Um, you know, I have no, no Find somewhere, but yeah, if it makes you really nauseous. Yeah. Yeah. Why, I mean, why bother? You know? I mean, I posted a movie. My threshold is a movie that I posted the other day with Jake Busey called Nazis at the Center of the Earth, you know, which is, you know, granted, I'm sure all the Nazis die in it. But, you know, uh, it's just I don't know. There's just don't like Nazi stuff, you know, um, and there's a reason why they ban stuff like that on eBay, too. So and this, but this you one, know, you know, they always say that. um that um, you can kill as many zombies you want in a movie or as many Nazis as you want in a movie. Zombies, Nazis, aliens, robots. Yeah. With no consequence. The, they just all get No slaughtered. consequence. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of one of those things where it's like the, the revenge was not to be taken on the zombies, you know, I mean mm -hmm. on the Nazis. So. Yeah. So yeah, so so I'm not real keen on selling anything uh, because this one this one actually had like some prominent swastikas on the on the cover too, and I'm like, nah, this is you know I, it I don't seem care. to glamorize Nazism and make it sexy, so that's kind of disturbing. It's gross. It's gross. So you yeah. know, so the there you know I have a threshold on on certain things I'll sell if it's if it's got nudity all the live long day and it's not you know and it's consensual kind of stuff, sure, fine. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I'm even scared to post Requiem for a Dream because that movie's so upsetting. Um, it is. It's a little disturbing. But uh, but yeah, so some but some other fun things that have sold. Um, we sold. Uh, let me see. Um, I had a couple two real sleazy Australian movies called Phantasm, Phantasm One and Two. I won't read the full title for Phantasm Two. Um, but. Uh, it, you know, lots of nudity, you know, simulated sex, stuff like that. I, I sold those for 50 bucks to the same person, both of them for 50 bucks. Yeah. Uh, we started to, sold, uh, Susan did some VHS pairings. Uh, we yeah. just uh, sold Clerks and Mallrats together on VHS. Yeah. Uh, both Kevin Smith movies. The, uh, there was something I was sitting on for a while, and I before had, that I had mm -hmm. Friday night and next Friday. Oh, Friday and, and next Friday. Soon, Friday and next Friday, right? Yeah. And pretty soon I'm going to get Barbershop One and Barbershop Two together on VHS. Yeah, and we, we have an interested party on. Uh, oh gosh, Final Destination One and Two as well. Oh, uh, okay. So on VHS. Um, then there's. Um, uh, there was something that we've been sitting on for. We always refer to the 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 one that keeps given that first estate sale we went to. We, it's the King King's Highway acquisition, yep. and that thing that thing we've made so much money off of that all the sealed stuff. And I was sitting on something 
that I'd never heard of, and it I really hadn't seen any of them sell. I saw one sell, but there was like very little information on it. And then I checked back, and I was like, all right, well, let's see how this is doing. And this is a television series called They Came From Outer Space, yeah. the complete series from 1990 to 91. And it's it was the complete series, brand new, in package, you know, uh, uh, four discs. I I'd seen some sell for of uh, that are that were unsealed for like thirty to fifty bucks, and I said, "Well, screw it, since it's factory sealed, put it up for ninety bucks," and mm-hmm. I got an offer for eighty four nineteen, and I took it. Um, yeah. So yeah, so this thing that I'd just been sitting on forever, it sold in less than twenty four hours. Yeah. So so that's nice. Uh, we, so we're, we're kind of trying to hit the sweet spot between getting definitely we're getting more money than we paid for stuff, but we don't want it to go to flippers. We'll flip it a couple more times Yeah, for more <clears throat> money. You know, we, we just, we want to sell <clears throat> it at a reasonable price, but if we find something and it's nowhere on the internet, we're going to ask for a higher price and see if somebody pays it. Sure. You know, you know, I mean, it, yeah. it's like, it's, it's not, it's, it's not, it's it's a luxury item, you know. It, it's not a necessity. Sure. We're not like yeah. you know gouging people for the hand sanitizer and toilet paper. It's true, you it's know, true. like they were at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah that was fun. And then I got uh, we went to the, the the murder shack in the woods a few weeks back. That mm-hmm. was like the last Facebook Marketplace one. No, no, we did the one after that where the guys gave us the sealed sealed stuff for like fifty bucks or whatever. Um, yeah. But this guy, I think it was. I think the acquisition from him, I don't remember if it was 50 or a hundred dollars, but I was like, yeah, I'll give you that. And, uh, in there was a movie, a video called video meltdown, uh, from 1990. And it was, it's a heavy metal video collection from the, um, uh, metal blade records label. And, um, I got 2550 for it. I paid shipping on that. So that was good. Uh, mm-hmm. not, I'm not sure where this one came from. It was either I think this might have been from the uh, Kings Highway one, but the Alan Quatermain in the City of Lost Gold with um, oh Richard Chamberlain. Yeah, Richard Chamberlain. Um, we sold the R- RBG uh, Pocket Wisdom book. We didn't make much money on that, but uh, which I just bought for fun because I wanted yeah. to read it. Every and, once in a while, I buy something for fun because I want to read it, and then I'm like, "Yeah, it's got to go to a new home now." Yeah, and then one of those thirty-three cent movies, "Dead Above Ground" with Corbin Burnson and Robert Conrad. <laughs> uh, it's like Scream. It's kind of a low-budget version of Scream. Um, hmm. it, that was uh, I sold that for nine ninety-nine, free shipping. Um, so you know, made a few bucks on that, but that's one of the other ones that I got from the discount store. Along with that Tracy mm-hmm. Lords one that I just sold last night, sure. Um, whacked uh, with Carmen Electra. Mm-hmm. That one sold for like nothing, but we that had been up forever. And then this one I was excited about: um, uh, Attack of the Sixty Foot Centerfold and Bad Girls from Mars. Both brand new. Sold both sold to the same person, uh, forty four bucks. Mm-hmm. Um. And let me see. Uh, Sweet Georgia and Country Hooker <laughs> sold for forty one fifty. Which is your something weird 
something weird video, yeah. Yeah. Sexploitation stuff. Um, yeah. And this was a weird one that this was also from King's Highway. It was called Alien Planet 2005 Discovery Channel Outer Space Life Form Science Prediction. It, so it's basically a documentary with like Michio Kaku and uh, Stephen Hawking. Um, and, uh, it, it, and it had like, you know, 3d artists, you know, create, this is what a, a creature would look like if there was a lot of sulfur in the atmosphere or something, you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, VHS copy of Rocco's modern life for $11. That came from, I think that came from murder, murder barn, murder shack. Um, and then I think. Was it Murder Shack or Trailer Park? I think it was Murder Shack. It was either Murder Shack okay. or Trailer Park. Um, yeah. And then I sold the Rankin Bass Jack Frost. That yeah. was on the 11th. And I sold the Land Before Time. Uh, the Land Before Time 14 Journey of the Brave. Uh, with songs by Reba McIntyre. Yes, I, I will retain all that information for the rest of my life. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> that was from the what we call the Highlander acquisition. So that was like oh, that was over a hundred movies for fifty dollars, all sealed. Um, and uh, we we've sold a, a few of those, but there's some great brand new stuff in there that we were finding. We we're checking the dates on things from my personal collection. Uh, Faith No More, You Fat Bastards, live at Brixton Academy um, from, like, ni 1990, well, live 1998, Brixton Academy? That doesn't seem right. I don't know if I had the right date on that. Let me look at the picture on that. Um, I bought that. No, that has to be 1998. That's, that's, that's a typo. Uh, but I still sold it, $17.99, free shipping. It was used VHS. And uh, we sold another copy of She Devil with Roseanne Barr. I don't know why that keeps selling. Reason and everybody then, wants that thing, even if it's ancient. Yeah, and then there we know, are. Man. Yeah, and then there we are back to uh, our what we sold last week. Yeah. So, but you know, so some fun stuff. Um, stuff. Well, if you're reading the Beatles off the record, Foxfire, if I got a deal for you, I've got a whole bunch of Beatles VHS tapes. Dust off that VCR. <laughs> um, he wants to. But uh, I almost kind of wanted to watch that documentary on Disney Plus about the Beatles. It, it, it yeah. seemed like some pretty neat behind-the-scenes stuff. Um even though I'm not the biggest Beatles fan, but it just seemed kind of I fun. just like it when they do the rock and roll stories and they're like... they put actors in the positions and cause they always like whatever the problem is or the drug, the drug problem or whatever happens, they make it worse than it really was. And I like that. Yeah. Drama. Speaking of drugs, I'm going to take my pills. Um, yeah, take your pills. He said drugs. Uh, Fox says, he, he, what VCR? Come Doesn't on. You don't have one? one kicking around. Um, but uh, I have a couple that need some gentle repairs I could ship you. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's one other problem with me is when I was going to yard sales for a while, somebody would have a VCR for like two, three, four, five bucks, and I'd be like, how much for the VCR? And I and just buy it, and I get it home, which doesn't goddamn work. So, um, A to tape. Um, 
but um but anyway yeah it was uh you know so so i i just i'm really liking the the diversity and the things that we're selling and i'm having a lot of fun playing with our storefront and i noticed that the more i, uh, I, I as i change the storefront i'm selling things that were on the storefront and which is rather exciting and what i'm what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to feature things that kind of make sense together to try and attract people to buy multiple items. And um, right now, uh, I kind of wish they'd give us like one more category of things for our front page. Currently, we, we only have four. Um, but uh, but yeah, let me let me get to the storefront here. Nope, not not that. Uh, so. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of fun because like there's the holiday collection and I think that, I don't know if the holiday collection is like an all year round thing or if it goes away after, you know, like new year's or something, or if it just pops up. I'm pretty sure it will go away at new year's, but you know, maybe, but, maybe it'll stay and when in the, we'll have Easter picks. Yeah. Valentine's day and you Valentine's know, day picks would be easy. Romance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, so, so right now, uh, let me see. I want to go to my store. I want to visit my store. Uh, visit store. There we go. Sometimes eBay can tries to confuse me. So yeah, out of the new acquisitions that I just got yesterday, I worked all day yesterday. I kind of like worked myself silly yesterday because I'd been so anticipating this wholesale order. So I found, uh, I, I got some really great weird titles from, from that, and I'm excited about it. Um, but, so my featured items from that, I put up the, the movie She Freak from 1967, which is essentially kind of a remake of uh, Todd Browning's Freaks, an unofficial uh, remake. Uh, and, and, it, and it features Felix Silla, who played Cousin It and Tweaky, who just passed away earlier this year. Um, and, uh, we discussed him on, uh, it came from Cleveland, uh, because Joe has a picture of, uh, Bob Weatherwax with like, uh, Felix Silla and Dan Haggerty and a whole bunch of other famous people. Um, but I got, uh, Isle of the Snake People, Boris Karloff, a movie Mexican horror flick that Boris Karloff was in, uh, they released after he died. Um, something called The Cremators from 1972 that was written and directed by the guy who wrote Creature from the Black Lagoon and it came from outer space. Um, a full moon feature from 1997 called uh, Hideous uh, from 1997. Uh, it's like uh, Charles Band who does a lot of stuff for uh, new uh, a full moon uh, features did it. He he's like really into crazy creature design, and there's some really neat, gross monsters in this. They're like toxic, toxic. Go ahead, describe the cover. Toxic, toxic sewage beasts. Um, <laughs> well, I don't need to describe the cover. And then the dead. Oh, hate it was adorable, you guys. It you is. It. it is. Uh, <laughs> the dead hate the living. A 2000 really bad B movie, bad zombie B movie, but it's got some neat monster <laughs> designs. Mm -hmm. Um and Dark Universe Dark Universe from 1993 with the one and only Joe Estevez of mm -hmm. On Cinema at the Cinema. Um 
And uh, then there's that really creepy movie from 2013 that we watched um, with that girl who was in Ozark, uh, Julia Garner. Um, what we are, uh, or, or, or I'm sorry, we, we are, are what we are. We are what we are, which is a remake of yeah. a Mexican movie that I saw that version, and I saw the remake, uh, and it's about a family of cannibals. Um, really disturbing movie. Uh, a movie called The Coven from 2020, or just Coven from 2020. Just a bunch mm -hmm. of witches wearing next to nothing. Um, mm. And uh, you learn a lot from the trailers. Child of <laughs> Satan with Eric Roberts, uh, which is also called Neron. I, I, had to, I couldn't find the movie called Child of Satan. I'm looking all over, and I looked for Eric Roberts, and it took me, to, you know, and I found the movie. It was called Neron, and... Not called Child of Satan. Uh, Creatures from the Pink Lagoon, <laughs> Necromentia, Blood on the Highway. Not the classic scare film, but it's about a uh -huh. bunch of Texas vampires. Um, <laughs> we got the we, the holiday There's collection. No vampire like a Texas vampire. Yeah, the holiday collection currently <laughs> has Rudolph on Blu-ray, Krampus on Blu-ray, The Twilight Zone, uh, Night of the Meek DVD. Um, <laughs> Uh, the cramp, the double feature Krampus one I was talking about earlier, National mm -hmm. Lampoon, uh, Christmas Vacation, and uh, the sequel, the TV movie with Randy Quaid, ugh, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure, uh, and then Deck the Halls with Danny DeVito. Deck and, the Halls with Danny DeVito. And then under bestsellers, I kind of have some stuff that's all kind of loosely, sort of, kind of related. I put in Oz the Great and Powerful, Dark Man, and Briscoe County Jr. Because Sam Raimi directed the first Dark Man and Oz the Great and mm. Powerful. And mm -hmm. uh, he created the characters in Dark Man as well. Then Briscoe County Jr., of course, has Bruce Campbell, who worked with Sam Raimi quite a bit. And then I put Spider-Man Far From Home, not directed by Sam Raimi, but he did do some Spider-Man movies. And then for the hell of it, I put Attack of the 60-Foot Centerfold because I found another copy of that. And then that crazy wow. movie Samurais, which seems to be kind of hard to find. And that was one of those 30-cent movies. So, yeah, yeah. So having fun playing with the storefront. I'm always excited when somebody buys storefront items. And I kind of see how they're... that means our advertising's working. Yay. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't had anybody take advantage of the buy four get one free. I don't know if I should make it buy three get one, but I'd have to do uh, a completely different sale if I'm going to do it. But yeah, we currently have 100% positive feedback, um, and we've sold 587 items since. Uh, um, not not even. I mean, yes, over the course of a year, but if you look at our um, the average. Items that we sold from like June until now, it's way up from where it used to be. So that's almost like a six month total for us, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so, you know, again, it's just, you know, kind of having consistency in what your product looks like, consistent, the uh, consistency in the number of items that you're listing. And then I, I would argue inconsistency with the variety of stuff that you're putting up. Definitely you want to go with a lot of horror and sleaze for, for, for this. And, you know, superhero movies are good to throw in. Um, you know, anything sealed 
doesn't matter how dumb the movie is. If it's sealed and brand new, people just there. There's a movie out there for everybody, and they'll buy it. Um, there is some stuff that's not moving that we're gonna have to pull out soon. Um, but uh, for the most part, we have a really you know we have a really strong uh, selection of things, and I think I might be mistaken, but I think maybe our our DVD listings are uh, they I think in about two weeks our DVD listings will surpass our VHS which I'm happy about yeah yeah because uh, I felt like we really rode that VHS bubble strong there are still people who buy them just to watch them but the collector bubble I think it completely exploded because people yeah. were just spending stupid money on these things getting them graded trying to flip them thinking they could and then everybody just all of a sudden lost interest, which I'm okay with yeah. because we sold all of that stuff. You know, we, we made our money, you know, we made, we made a, probably a couple grand off of at least yeah. maybe, maybe three or four yeah. grand off of just factory sealed VHS that people were flipping. Cause I, I think that was like 90 days ago because yeah. it kind of went off our 90 day number total mm-hmm. recently. And I was like, Oh, how's it sad? But Hey, you know, yeah, but it's inching up with because now, yeah, uh, you know, it's like it's nice to have. Uh, uh, you know, DVDs are easier to handle; they take up less space. Mm. Um, you know, uh, we do have some some work to do on storage and stuff, but we um, uh, we're we're handling it pretty well, I think, for the volume of stuff that we have. Uh, I've never had a you know because we have like. Rubbermaid bins that a lot of things going in the garage. They're set up on a six foot long table, um, you know, one layer deep, and then there's like two other bins uh, in another part of the the garage um, that actually not a lot of stuff has been selling out of those, unfortunately. But um, but yeah, we're still selling like new stuff on on VHS from time to time. And it's yeah. kind of nice because that the new stuff we keep in what we call our storefront, it's a, like a it's like a china cabinet that I bought for my collection of, of action figures. And I'm like, screw it, let's keep them in here. It's dust free. It's out of, out of direct light. Um, they you know we'll keep them in here so they don't get snagged. You know, factory sealed VHS because you know again that they tend to be the higher value items. Um, and it's just easy. They, they seem to sell a little more consistently. So having them in there, especially going into winter, is, is kind of nice. So, yeah. But, um, but yeah. So, I, I, overall, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with things. I think things are starting to pick up. And our friend Mark said, you know, after the first of the year, people are going to start spending their gift cards and um, buying things for Could themselves. True. Okay. So, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But we're we're doing pretty well, you know. Like I said, I, I I was just happy that I put up that they came from outer space and pff, it sold for eighty four dollars in less than twenty four hours. I mean that that kind of stuff just blows my mind. Um, yeah, but we've we've got some more conspiracy theory alien stuff. We should be putting that up. Yeah. 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 I don't that I, that was a fluke that uh, Alien Worlds one uh, that that mm-hmm. one I. I put up that one went in a few days. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. So. But um, anyway, well, yeah. So there we go. Where th- that's w- where we are, and um, I guess it's time to take a break and get to some story time. 
Yeah. Um, and... We're going to do Oz first, even though we've got the um, the kiddo teaser. Um, yeah, We're going to do Oz after the break, yeah, since we got the kiddo oh, teaser. Okay. So I'm very excited yeah. about this. I, I'm I'm confused, but uh, it looks fun. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Let's do something fun on this break. Let me let me. Uh, okay. Hang on. We do do do. Let's do what we sold two months ago today. How about that? Mm. Okay. For this Let's break. Go. This is what we sold two months ago, uh, almost today. This is from 10 14 uh, 2021. Here we go. We'll be right back after this. I am Dracula. A moment ago, I stumbled upon a most amazing phenomenon. Something so incredible, I mistrust my own judgment. Look. Dracula. The very mention of the name brings to mind things so evil, so fantastic, so degrading. You wonder if it isn't all a dream, a nightmare. Rats. 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 Millions of them. But no, this is no dream. This is Dracula. The original terrifying story of a maniac and a man who lived after death, lived on human blood, took the form of a vampire bat and lured innocent girls to a fate truly worse than death. Dracula? Oh, what, what's he done to you, dear? Tell me. He came to me. He opened a thing in his arms, and he made me drink. Across the sea of stars lies another world, a world almost exactly like ours. This is where he lives. He's 27 years old, single but searching. Favorite sports, windsurfing and Aikido. Favorite pastimes, cigars and sex. He has everything except fulfillment. And then one night, it happens. Hey, good buddy, are you home? He has a very sudden midlife crisis. He lands in Cleveland. You do know why you were sent to me? Listen to me, small visitor. I can explain how you got here. Maybe you're here for some greater purpose, some cosmic cause. Here, he's forced to reassess his career goals. You went to med school? To explore new relationships. <laughs> to redefine his self-image. I'm sorry, we don't allow pets on the premises. To adjust to a changing lifestyle. I pull it out! Until he discovers just who he really is. Oh, no. A duck in big trouble. That's a duck, man! Howard the Duck. Trapped in a world he never made. 
coming from George Lucas, a Willard Hike film, a Gloria Katz production. They're dead. sales yep everybody loves a monster yep some people really like halloween monsters i miss what the second movie was in that one as i was uh getting a was taking a break and uh yeah. but no it started i think with the classic dracula and then ended with uh, the satanic rites of dracula or dracula and his brides or whatever it was called uh, yep multiple titles for some of these movies um so yeah, uh anyway, welcome back. Notice nobody's coming down on Dracula with the polygamy. Yeah, why they're worried they? about the murder more. Sure. Um <laughs> I think murder's a little worse than polygamy. I think so too. Cause I watched Big Love. And the, that, was nice, <laughs> that was a nice family. Not a lot of murders, that story. Well I don't think. There was one big one. <laughs> hmm. Uh, last episode. Uh, yeah, so, anyway, welcome back. Yeah, we are moving on to chapters 11 and 12 of The Road to Oz, and chapter 12 has the return of a couple fan favorites. Do you know who it is, Suze? No, I have no idea. 
Well, it'll uh, once we get to chapter twelve, it'll say right in the beginning of the the title. Yeah. These are these are very short ones too. I did grab the next two episodes of Cinnamon Bear. Cinnamon Bear. Uh, if you would like to uh, play something a little more, you know, the the they do talk the the crazy quilt dragon appears in one. If you want to learn about the crazy quilt dragon. Ooh, I do. But so. here's the kiddo drop. The kiddo drop is here. Oh, let's see. No day for kiddo. No day. Uh, gosh darn it, I keep opening the wrong thing. Here we go. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. That's so much yeah. fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he he provides his own uh, sledding hill on his back for yes. uh, the kidlets. Oh, that's adorable. Wow. That is. Great the job, scarf you can fun, color sorry. in the sky, but... It's a lot of white there. Um, well, no, I, you know, there's a lot of color going on because we got the kidlets to break it up. So, yep. no, this is great. It's going to look good. I haven't done one with a lot of white, so that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so Fun. Right, save image as mm -hmm. kiddo's first snow day. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, without further ado, shall we go ahead and get into, um, the fir uh, chapter 11? Do it. All right. Chapter 11 of The Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 11, Johnny Do It, Does It. It's getting awful rough walking, said Dorothy as they trudged along. Button bright. Sorry, I had the wrong ones loaded. One second. We're on to 13 and 14 is where we are. I forgot. I didn't have time to load them before we started the show. So Johnny Do It already did it. He already did it. Mm -hmm. done. Get her done. Next. Um, <laughs> Road to Oz. Where is Road to Oz? Oh, my God. The Road to Oz. There we go. Chapter 13 and Chapter 14. That's what we want. Here we go. Here's Chapter 13. Chapter 13 of The Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 13, The Truth Pond. They now made a more careful examination of the country around them. All was fresh and beautiful after the sultriness of the desert, and the sunshine and sweet crisp air were delightful to the wanderers. Little mounds of yellowish-green were away at the right, while on the left waved a group of tall, leafy trees that looked like tassels and pom-poms. Among the grasses carpeting the ground were pretty buttercups and cowslips and marigolds. After looking at these a moment, Dorothy said reflectively, We must be in the country of the Winkies, for the color of that country is yellow, and you will notice that most everything here is yellow that has any color at all. But I thought this was the land of Oz, replied the shaggy man, as if greatly disappointed. So it is, she declared, but there are four parts to the land of Oz. The north country is purple, and it's the country of the Gillikins. The east country is blue, and that's the country of the Munchkins. Down at the south is the red country of the Quadlings, and here in the west the yellow country of the Winkies. This is the part that is ruled by the Tin Woodman, you know. "'Who's he?' asked Button Bright. "'Why, he's the Tin Woodman I told you about. "'His name is Nick Chopper, "'and he has a lovely heart given him by the wonderful wizard. 
Where does he live? asked the boy. The wizard? Oh, he lives in the Emerald City, which is just in the middle of Oz, where the corners of the four countries meet. Oh, said Button Bright, puzzled by this explanation. We must be some distance from the Emerald City, remarked the shaggy man. That's true, she replied. So we'd better start on and see if we can find any of the Winkies. They're nice people, she continued, as the little party began walking toward the group of trees. And I came here once with my friends, the Scarecrow and the Tin Woodman and the Cowardly Lion, to fight a wicked witch who had made all the Winkies her slaves. Did you conquer her? asked Polly. Why, I melted her with a bucket of water, and that was the end of her, replied Dorothy. After that, the people were free, you know, and they made Nick Chopper, that's the Tin Woodman, their emperor. What's that? asked Button Bright. Emperor? Oh, it's something like an alderman, I think. Oh, said the boy. But I thought Princess Ozma ruled Oz, said the shaggy man. So she does. She rules the Emerald City and all the four countries of Oz, but each country has another little ruler, not so big as Ozma. It's like the officers of an army, you see. The little rulers are all captains, and Ozma's the general. By this time they had reached the trees, which stood in a perfect circle, and just far enough so that their thick branches touched, or shook hands, as Button Bright remarked. Under the shade of the trees they found in the center of the circle a crystal pool, its waters as still as glass. It must have been deep, too, for when Polychrome bent over it she gave a little sigh of pleasure. Why, it's a mirror, she cried, for she could see all her pretty face and fluffy rainbow-tinted gown reflected in the pool as natural as life. Dorothy bent over, too, and began to arrange her hair, blown by the desert wind, into straggling tangles. Button Bright leaned over the edge next, and then began to cry, for the sight of his fox head frightened the poor little fellow. "'I guess I won't look,' remarked the shaggy man sadly, for he didn't like his donkey head either. While Polly and Dorothy tried to comfort Button Bright, the shaggy man sat down near the edge of the pool, where his image could not be reflected, and stared at the water thoughtfully. As he did this, he noticed a silver plate fastened to a rock just under the surface of the water, and on the silver plate was engraved these words, The Truth Pond. Ah! cried the shaggy man, springing to his feet with eager joy. We've found it at last. Found what? asked Dorothy, running to him. The Truth Pond. Now, at last, I may get rid of this frightful head, for we were told, you remember, that only the Truth Pond could restore to me my proper face. Me too, shouted Button Bright, trotting up to them. Of course, said Dorothy. It will cure you both of your bad heads, I guess. Isn't it lucky we found it? It is indeed, replied the shaggy man. I hated dreadfully to go to Princess Ozma looking like this, and she used to have a birthday celebration, too. Just then a splash startled them, for Button Bright, in his anxiety to see the pool that would cure him, had stepped too near the edge and tumbled heels overhead into the water. Down he went, out of sight entirely, 
so that only his sailor hat floated on the top of the truth pond. He soon bobbed up, and the shaggy man seized him by his sailor collar and dragged him to the shore, dripping and gasping for breath. They all looked upon the boy wonderingly, for the fox head, with its sharp nose and pointed ears, was gone, and in its place appeared the chubby, round face and blue eyes and pretty curls that had belonged to Button Bright before King Dox of Foxville transformed him. "'Oh, what a darling!' cried Polly, and would have hugged the little one had he not been so wet. Their joyful exclamations made the child rub the water out of his eyes and look at his friends questioningly. "'You're all right now, dear,' said Dorothy. "'Come and look at yourself.' She led him to the pool, and although there were still a few ripples on the surface of the water, he could see his reflection plainly. "'It's me!' he said, in a pleased yet awed whisper. "'Of course it is,' replied the girl, "'and we're all as glad as you are, Button Bright.' "'Well,' announced the shaggy man, "'it's my turn next.' He took off his shaggy coat and laid it on the grass and dived headfirst into the truth pond. When he came up, the donkey head had disappeared, and the shaggy man's own shaggy head was in its place, with the water dripping in little streams from his shaggy whiskers. He scrambled ashore and shook himself to get off some of the wet, and then leaned over the pool to look admiringly at his reflected face. "'I may not be strictly beautiful even now,' he said to his companions, who watched him with smiling faces, but I'm so much handsomer than any donkey that I feel as proud as I can be. You're all right, Shaggy Man, declared Dorothy, and Button Bright is all right, too. So let's thank the Truth Pond for being so nice and start on our journey to the Emerald City. I hate to leave it, murmured the Shaggy Man with a sigh. A Truth Pond wouldn't be a bad thing to carry around with us. But he put on his coat and started with the others in search of someone to direct them on their way. End of chapter 13 uh, That crept up on me real quick. But I'm having too it much did, fun coloring but, uh, this. Yeah, everybody got their face redid. Yeah. Yep. I, they, no they plastic got... surgery necessary. Just take a little swim in the truth pond. Sure. Yeah. It'll I... wash away all those lies and <laughs> glamours. Put on by evil rulers, meaning to make you look beautiful, making you look creepy like their subjects. That's that. You need to get rid of your animal visage? Take a, <laughs> take a dip in the truth pool. Um yeah, so uh no, that was that was that was fun. So, um let me see, I tell you what, I think we should uh we should hop right into the next chapter because you you don't know there are two there's do you do you know who's returning? No, I can't take it. Just tell me. No, play oh, it. I'm not gonna Just tell play. you. It'll tell you right at the beginning of the the chapter. Yay! So um, all right, here we go. Uh, chapter fourteen. Chapter fourteen of the Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter fourteen. Tick tock and Billina. They had not walked far across the flower-strewn meadows when they came upon a fine road leading toward the northwest and winding gracefully among the pretty yellow hills. That way, said Dorothy, must be the direction of the Emerald City, 
We'd better follow the road until we meet someone or come to a house. The sun soon dried Button Bright's sailor suit and the shaggy man's shaggy clothes, and so pleased were they at regaining their own heads that they did not mind at all the brief discomfort of getting wet. It's good to be able to whistle again, remarked the shaggy man, for those donkey lips were so thick I could not whistle a note with them. He warbled a tune as merrily as any bird. You look more natural at the birthday celebration, too, said Dorothy, happy in seeing her friends so happy. Polychrome was dancing ahead in her usual sprightly manner, whirling gaily along the smooth level road until she passed from sight around the curve of one of the mounds. Suddenly they heard her exclaim, Oh! and she appeared again, running toward them at full speed. What's the matter, Polly? asked Dorothy, perplexed. There was no need for the Rainbow's daughter to answer, for turning the bend in the road there came advancing slowly toward them a funny round man made of burnished copper gleaming brightly in the sun. Perched on the copper man's shoulder sat a yellow hen with fluffy feathers and a pearl necklace around her throat. "'Oh, Tick-Tock!' cried Dorothy, running forward. When she came to him, the copper man lifted the little girl in his copper arms and kissed her cheek with his copper lips. "'Oh, Belina!' cried Dorothy in a glad voice, and the yellow hen flew to her arms to be hugged and petted by turns. The others were curiously crowding around the group, and the girl said to them, "'It's Tick-Tock and Billina, and oh, I'm so glad to see them again.' "'Welcome to Oz,' said the copper man in a monotonous voice. Dorothy sat right down in the road, the yellow hen in her arms, and began to stroke Billina's back. Said the hen, "'Dorothy, dear, I've got some wonderful news to tell you.' "'Tell it quick, Bellina,' said the girl. Just then Toto, who had been growling to himself in a cross way, gave a sharp bark and flew at the yellow hen, who ruffled her feathers and let out such an angry screech that Dorothy was startled. "'Stop, Toto! Stop that this minute!' she commanded. "'Can't you see that Bellina is my friend?' In spite of this warning, had she not grabbed Toto quickly by the neck, the little dog would have done the yellow hen a mischief, and even now he struggled madly to escape Dorothy's grasp. She slapped his ears once or twice and told him to behave, and the yellow hen flew to Tick-Tock's shoulder again where she was safe. "'What a brute!' croaked Billina, glaring down at the little dog. Toto isn't a brute, replied Dorothy, but at home Uncle Henry has to whip him sometimes for chasing the chickens. Now look here, Toto, she added, holding up her finger and speaking sternly to him. You've got to understand that Billina is one of my dearest friends and mustn't be hurt, now or ever. Toto wagged his tail as if he understood. The miserable thing can't talk, said Billina with a sneer. "'Yes, he can,' replied Dorothy. "'He talks with his tail, and I know everything he says. "'If you could wag your tail, Billina, you wouldn't need words to talk.' "'Nonsense,' said Billina. "'It isn't nonsense at all. "'Just now Toto says he's sorry, and that he'll try to love you for my sake. "'Don't you, Toto?' Oh, wow said Toto, wagging his tail again. "'But I have such wonderful news for you, Dorothy,' cried the yellow hen. "'I've—' "'Wait a minute, dear,' interrupted the little girl. "'I've got to introduce you all first. 
That's manners, Billina. This, turning to her traveling companions, is Mr. Tick-Tock, who works by machinery, cause his thoughts wind up and his talk winds up and his actions winds up like a clock. Do they all wind up together? asked the shaggy man. No, each one separate, but he works just lovely. And Tick-Tock was a good friend to me once and saved my life, and Bellina's life too. Is he alive? asked Button Bright, looking hard at the copper man. Oh, no, but his machinery makes him just as good as alive. She turned to the copper man and said politely, Mr. Tick-Tock, these are my new friends, the Shaggy Man and Polly the Rainbow's daughter and Button Bright and Toto. Only Toto isn't a new friend, cause he's been to Oz before. The copper man bowed low, removing his copper hat as he did so. I'm very pleased to meet Dorothy's fur. Here he stopped short. Oh, I guess his speech needs winding, said the little girl, running behind the copper man to get the key off a hook at his back. She wound him up in a place under his right arm, and he went on to say, Pardon me for running down. I was about to say I am pleased to meet Dorothy's friends, who must be my friends. The words were somewhat jerky, but plain to understand. And this is Bellina, continued Dorothy, introducing the yellow hen, and they all bowed to her in turn. I've such wonderful news, said the hen, turning her head so that one bright eye looked full at Dorothy. What is it, dear? asked the girl. I've hatched out ten of the loveliest chicks you ever saw. Oh, how nice! And where are they, Bellina? I left them at home, but they're beauties, I assure you, and all wonderfully clever. I've named them Dorothy. Which one? asked the girl. All of them, replied Bellina. That's funny. Why did you name them all with the same name? It was so hard to tell them apart, explained the hen. Now, when I called Dorothy, they all come running to me in a bunch. It's much easier, after all, than having a separate name for each. I'm just dying to see em, Bellina, said Dorothy eagerly. But tell me, my friends, how did you happen to be here in the country of the Winkies, the first of all to meet us? I'll tell you, answered Tick-Tock in his monotonous voice all the sounds of his words being on one level. Princess Ozma saw you in her magic picture and knew you were coming here, so she sent Bellina and me to welcome you as she could not come herself, so that Good gracious, what's the matter now? cried Dorothy as the copper man continued to babble these unmeaning words, which no one could understand at all, because they had no sense. "'Don't know,' said Button Bright, who was half scared. Polly whirled away to a distance and turned to look at the copper man in a fright. "'His thoughts have run down this time,' remarked Bellina composedly, as she sat on Tick-Tock's shoulder and pruned her sleek feathers. "'When he can't think, he can't talk properly any more than you can.' You'll have to wind up his thoughts, Dorothy, or else I'll have to finish his story myself. Dorothy ran around and got the key again and wound up Tick-Tock under his left arm, after which he could speak plainly again. Pardon me, he said, 
but when my thoughts run down, my speech has no meaning, for words are formed only by thoughts. I was about to say that Ozma sent us to welcome you and to invite you to come straight to the Emerald City. She was too busy to come herself, for she is preparing for her birthday celebration, which is to be a grand affair. I've heard of it, said Dorothy, and I'm glad we've come in time to attend. Is it far from here to the Emerald City? Not very far, answered Tick-Tock, and we have plenty of time. Tonight we will stop at the Palace of the Tin Woodman, and tomorrow night we will arrive at the Emerald City. Goody, cried Dorothy. I'd like to see dear Nick Chopper again. How's his heart? It's fine, said Bellina. The Tin Woodman says it gets softer and kindlier every day. He's waiting at his castle to welcome you, Dorothy. But he couldn't come with us because he's getting polished as bright as possible for Ozma's party. Well then, said Dorothy, let's start on and we can talk more as we go. They proceeded on their journey in a friendly group, for Polychrome had discovered that the Copper Man was harmless and was no longer afraid of him. Button Bright was also reassured and took quite a fancy to Tick-Tock. He wanted the Clockwork Man to open himself so that he might see the wheels go round, but that was a thing Tick-Tock could not do. Button Bright then wanted to wind up the Copper Man, and Dorothy promised he should do so as soon as any part of the machinery ran down. This pleased Button Bright, who held fast to one of Tick-Tock's copper hands as he trudged along the road, while Dorothy walked on the other side of her old friend, and Billina perched by turns upon his shoulder or his copper hat. Polly once more joyously danced ahead, and Toto ran after her, barking with glee. The shaggy man was left to walk behind, but he didn't seem to mind a bit, and whistled merrily and looked curiously upon the pretty scenes they passed. At last they came to a hilltop, from which the tin castle of Nick Chopper could plainly be seen, its towers glistening magnificently under the rays of the declining sun. How pretty! exclaimed Dorothy. I've never seen the Emperor's new house before. He built it because the old castle was damp and likely to rust his tin body, said Bellina. All those towers and steeples and domes and gables took a lot of tin, as you can see. Is it a toy? asked Button Bright softly. No, dear, answered Dorothy. It's better than that. It's the fairy dwelling of a fairy prince. End of chapter 14 Oh, there you go. So, yeah, TikTok's having a hard time, man. Yeah, well, that's the interesting part about him. Like, when you read the book, um, it shows, like, that he has different keys for different areas where you put the key in and twist it up, and he, his brain is different from his mouth, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, his motion is different from his brain, is different from his... Um, yeah. And and they, they... I don't know if they just said it, but they say... It's like how a we lot have of different people talk a lot, but they don't have their brain engaged, you know? Yeah. So, it's funny. 
So that's yeah, the point that I think they're trying to make with TikTok, which is cute. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so that was uh, that was pretty fun, you know, uh, reintroducing yeah. a couple of fan favorites, um, you know, and uh, crowding the stage like Bomb likes to do. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he, yeah, he likes a lot of neat. characters. He said the they do that in the superhero comics yeah, too. Yeah, I would say you know he probably. Well, obviously, he he was a big inspiration, you know, at least, you know, the there was a DC Comics character called the Shaggy Man that was, I think, a direct ripoff of the, of the Shaggy Man, although he was a villain. Yeah. And he was just a living pile of fur. <laughs> they would punch him and ha hair would just explode and then regroup. So, oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, this is the first American fairy tale. This is the first American's children's tale so yeah bilma <laughs> that's right that one yep. awful reader bilma that guy was yeah. in love with his voice we were cringing at his pronunciation yep um but yeah so well that that was a lot of fun and thank you so much that was a lot of fun to color the the kiddo's first snow day looks uh, good and it's a so. little it's beginning to look a lot like christmas let me yeah. tell you yeah i even if you look <laughs> if you look at the the gloves on kiddo's uh uh little ears i made them i made them pink and purple and then the scarf is like red burgundy and two tones of green so yeah, that's cute. wanted to have some fun with that so Whoa. yeah that poor yellow mm. uh, kiddo he's getting splats in the face <laughs> having a hard time man that's really funny that's that's really good um Fun and this stuff. she said this is her favorite kiddo drop ever i'll, I'll say it's 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 <laughs> pretty magnificent so yeah. and i love i love having all the white because you know white's not a color i really get to use um for large fields and i think that you know a, a yeah. snowy bank and a snowman is really fun to play with so and a white slope down kiddo's back oh yeah yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yep, so, yep, yep. Uh, but anyway, uh, should we get in the, the Christmas mood and, and check in with the cinnamon bear, uh, you know, and, and see how well uh, we like this? Because the, the crazy quilt dragon who was responsible for stealing the ornament of the children, mm -hmm. um, he uh, makes his appearance here. And I got to, I didn't load these either. Oh, I'm, I'm a mess. Um. But uh, do, yeah. do I have to like pause and, and make some distractions no, and do some I'm, tap dancing here? I'm good. No? I'm good. I have it. No. Now, so. Okay. Um, good. Yeah. So here we go. Hello, my baby. Here's the cinnamon bear introduction of the crazy quilt dragon. Excellent. And here's the cinnamon bear.
now let's see what's happening to Judy and Jimmy and the cinnamon bear. We left them at the bottom of Looking Glass Valley, where their airplane was forced down after Weary Willie, the stork, punched a hole in the fuel tank and gulped all the soda pop gas. If you remember, this made them very sad, especially because Weary Willie threatened to tell the crazy quilt dragon that they were chasing him. And they were even sadder when Cinnamon Bear told them there was no way to get out of the valley. <laughs> I just know we'll never get the silver star back from Crazy Quilt. And if we don't have it to put on top of our Christmas tree... Look, Cinnamon Bear, aren't there tools or something in the plane that we could use, you know, to cut steps in the sides of the valley like the alpine mountain climbers do in ice? I thought of that, Jimmy, but this looking glass is very, very hard and it won't crack no matter what. I guess there's only one thing for us to do, children. What's that? Wait until it rains. But I don't see what that will do to help us get out of here, Cinnamon Bear. That's just because you've never been in maybe land before. You see, when it rains here, it rains soda pop. I see what you mean. Then we'd be able to fill up the airplane and fly out just the way we came in. Exactly. But when is it going to rain? Oh, me, oh, my. That's something I didn't think about. It might rain tomorrow, and again, it might not rain until the next 4th of September. Well, we can't wait around for a sort of pop rainstorm. I wish I knew something magic to say that would just scoot us right to the top of that cliff. Look, Cinnamon Bear, here comes Weary Willie, that bad old stork. So it is, and I must say he has a nerve coming back after drinking up all our soda pop gas. As soon as he gets close enough to hear me, I'm sure going to tell him a thing or two. Oh, don't do that, Jimmy. I have a better idea. He's an awfully conceited person, and if we flatter him a bit, maybe he'll feel ashamed of himself and help us get out of here. Hello, below! I'd like to punch him in the beak. Don't talk so loud, Jimmy. Remember what Cinnamon Bear said? Yeah, we must be very, very polite. I say, hello, below! I'm sorry we haven't any more soda pop, Willy Willy. Both for your sakes and ours. We're stuck here and we can't get out. By Jove, I'm deucedly unhappy to hear that, old man. In fact, I'm rather saddish to think that I was instrumental in causing your downfall. But I was confoundedly thirsty, you know, and when I'm thirsty, it brings out all the primitive in me. I don't exactly know what you mean, Mr. Stork, but whatever it is, I hope you feel better now. Oh, I feel ripping, absolutely ripping. In fact, I feel so ripping that I should like nothing better at the moment than a good rousing game of ping-pong. Are any of you ping-pong minded? No, we don't feel like it at all. Besides, we don't have anything to play it with. Oh, so we don't. It's just as well, too, because I'm a bit sloppish at ping-pong anyhow. For some reason, I always ping when I should pong and vice versa. Well, Mr. Stork, I suppose you did what you said you would and told that crazy quilt dragon that we were chasing him to get the silver star back. By Jove, I did. I've such a beastly rotten temper at times. I was provoked because you wouldn't give me a lift. I just went stork-mad for a moment, but I'm terrifically sorry, really. You've no idea how sorry. Lots of good that does us now, Weary Willie. I have it. I'll fly you out of Looking Glass Valley. That'll be grand of you, won't it, children? You bet. Let's go. Very well, then. Uh, how will we manage it? Let me see now. Uh, do you think we could all get on your back? Oh, of course. I have a strapping physique, you know. Played rugby and all that. Oh, yes. I can carry all three of you without batting an eye. Well, let's hurry, please. By all means, by all means. Shan't delay a jot longer. Now, uh, I'll kneel me down and uh, you may all ascend. You go first, Judy. All right. I'm on. And now you, Jimmy. Okay. There. All set. Now me. All aboard, Patio Cinnamon. All aboard, Willie. Then hold on tight. The hop up to the top of the cliff will be most grueling for me. I'll have to exert every last ounce of my marvelous strength. Uh, are you ready, my friends? Ready. Then we're off. Pip, pip. Whee! Isn't this wonderful? Gee 
we're climbing way up to the top. We've made it. Congratulations, Willie. Oh, don't mention it. It was nothing, nothing. Thank goodness we got out of that valley. Can you see the crazy quilt dragging anywhere, Judy or Jimmy? No, I can't. I guess he got tired of looking at himself in Looking Glass Valley and went someplace else. Oh, dear. Where do you suppose he went? Oh, according to my recollection of Crazy Quilt's habits, uh, he's apt to be taking a siesta at this hour. What does he mean, Jimmy? I don't exactly know, but I'll bet Cinnamon Bear does. He means that about this time every day, Crazy Quilt generally takes a nap. Righto. And if I may enlarge upon my statement, he frequently takes his siesta in the vicinity of the Root Beer Ocean. Could you take us there, Willie? Will oh, it would give me untold joy to do so, my friend. I feel it incumbent upon me to make amends for my caddish conduct this afternoon. How would you like to have me fly this time, fast or slow? Oh, fast, Mr. Stork. As fast as you can. We've just got to catch up with Crazy Quill. Right, oh, here we go. Pip, pip. fly fast, you really fly fast, don't you, Willie? Oh, but definitely. Some call me the streamlined stork. And you sure brought us to the right spot, Mr. Stork. There's Crazy Quilt right over there, and he's sound asleep. And look, he's got the silver star right under his nose. Aha, the villain has been brought to bay. We'll just hand him the surprise of his life. Uh, 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 pardon me, my friends, uh, but may I be of any further service? No, thank you, Willie. It's been most kind of you to carry us here. You were wonderful, Mr. Stork. Thanks a million. Oh, not at all. After my unmitigated thirst caused you to make a forced landing in an inaccessible locality, it was little enough for me to make amends in the small manner in which I have. And, and it was course... very big of you. And as a final favor, will you allow me the pleasure of sending you an autographed copy of my latest travel book? It's bound in purple alligator skin, printed on... I'll be thrilled to death. The... Just send it to Palio Cinnamon, General Delivery, Wintergreen Forest. Oh, but I didn't finish telling you Thanks about a lot, Willie. You've been a brick. Oh, yes, uh, so I have. Uh, well, I must pop along now, my dear friends, and I wish you success in your endeavor. Goodbye. Bye. Pip, pip. So long, Willie. Well, that's over. He sure talked a blue streak. Yeah, but he turned out to be a big help after all. Now let's surprise Crazy Quilt. I see he's still snoozing away over there. How we do it, Cinnamon Bear? Well, he's right near the cliff overlooking the root beer ocean. So the thing to do is to close in on him from three sides. Now, Jimmy, you take that side, Judy the other, and I'll walk straight at him. All right. Come on. Isn't it exciting, Jimmy? Shh. Not too loud. You'll wake him up. When we get near enough, one of you can snatch the silver star from under his nose. What's that? Oh, dear. It's one of those military-minded mosquitoes, and he's making right for crazy quilt. Oh, 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 what goes on here? Willikers, he bit Crazy Quilt right on the nose and woke him up. And just when we were about to get our silver star. We'll have to try something else. Hey, you, Crazy Quilt. I'm very busy right now, Cinnamon Bear. I'll speak to you some other time. He's trying to run away. Close in on him, children. Come on, oh, come yeah, on, let's go now. Hurry on, up. On, get over this way, get over there. Right, That's on. it. We got him backed up right on the edge of the cliff. Why? I don't understand. Uh, what does all this mean? You know what it means, Crazy Quilt. We've got you this time. Where's our silver star? A uh, silver star? Uh, what silver star? Don't try to quibble, Crazy Quilt. Hand it over gratefully and you can go your way. Oh, what a terrible mistake you've made. 
Why, I've never seen this uh, silver star you're talking about. You must have the wrong potty. You have too, Goddess. I can see it even if you are trying to hide it. It's our silver star, and we've got to have it to put on top of the Christmas tree. You stole it out of that trunk, and you know it. What? Oh, come, 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 come. Do you think I would do such a wicked, wicked thing as steal? Oh, you still insist that you didn't take it, crazy quick? I repeat, I have not seen it. Uh, we'll have to scare him. Let's go. Well, scram, you bad dragon. Scatch, go oh, 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 how funny. Garah. Boo. Boo. Oh, 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 help, help. Oh, don't ever do that. He's slipping over the edge of the cliff. He fell into the ocean. They rise into the root beer ocean. Quick, we'd better run down so we can head him off when he comes out of the water. Come on. Hurry up, Judy. Come. I'm coming. Get him. He can't escape this time. Dear, he's just coming up on the beach. Oh, 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 oh I'm so unhappy. <laughs> Such unkind people to say boo to a crazy quilt dragon. Don't you know you should never do that? Why shouldn't we? Well, I'll tell you. Don't ever say boo to a crazy quilt dragon in hopes he'll turn tail and run. There aren't many words that will make him go crazy, but Boo is decidedly one. You can say cheese it or scat if you please, it will certainly bother him none. Now shoe or sir, would not be taboo, sir, but booing is just never done. Don't ever say boo to a crazy quill dragon, no, never, not even in fun. Remember, a crazy quilt's colors are fast and are guaranteed never to run. That, that was very pretty, crazy quilt, but you did run. So I guess you aren't as guaranteed as you think. Oh, but I didn't run. I jumped. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. Oh, I suppose I deserve it for giving way to my baser self. But if you only knew how weak I am when something beautiful and shiny attracts me. So when I found the silver star... You mean when you stole it? Well, if you want to put it that way. Oh, I would never have taken it if I'd known how much it meant to you. Uh, may I apologize and ask your forgiveness? You mean you're sorry, Crazy Quilt? Oh, of course, little girl. And you won't ever do it again? Oh, never, never, never. That's fine. Now everything will be hunky-dory if you'll just return the Silver Star to us. Of course. Uh, only... Only what? Only it dropped out of my mouth when I jumped off the cliff. And it's lost in the root beer ocean. Well, they've got the Crazy Quill Dragon all right, but they haven't got the Silver Star. It looks like a lot of strange adventures are in store for Judy and Jimmy and the Cinnamon Bear before they retrieve their lost treasure. So let's be sure to listen next time and see what happens. Adding these old-time radio shows up. Oh, yeah. Another minute and Well, a half you know, if you fall into this, the root beer ocean, then I'll 
send some ice cream after you. Oh. Because ice cream floats. Yeah. And Until that it melts. you could save yourself. Until it melts. Yeah. Then you're just left with a lovely frothy substance. But yeah, so uh, what do you think? Cinnamon Bear, it's, it's okay. Yeah. I think it's an awful big thing Fun. to commit to. So, I do have one more, but it's uh, 15 minutes. We kind of have time. I don't know. It's up to you. Well, we go over. I don't know. It's up to you. Ugh. Hard decision to make. Well, now yeah. we have we have uh, 17 seconds of music left, and it's almost <laughs> ten, 10 till. So, uh, yeah, I'll just run it. I'll just run it. Here we go, Cinnamon Bear nice. Part Four. And here's the cinnamon bear. Jimmy and the Cinnamon Bear overtook the Crazy Quilt Dragon last time and cornered him on a cliff overlooking the Root Beer Ocean. But no amount of persuasion could make him hand over the Silver Star, which he had stolen. So nothing remained but to scare him. And scare him they did. And what did Crazy Quilt do but leap off the cliff and land Kerslush in the ocean? They rushed down to meet him as he came dripping through the Root Beer waves, only to discover that he had dropped the Silver Star when he jumped. It's lost again. Everyone is muchly disturbed, and Crazy Quilt is hanging his head. <laughs> this is a pretty kettle of halibuts, if I do say so myself. You're a fine kind of a dragon. First you steal our silver star, and then you go and lose it. Oh, me. Nothing but shame do I get. Shame to the left of me. Shame to the right of me. You're extra bad, and you know it. Now, Jimmy, don't be so mean to Crazy Quilt. He said he was sorry. Ah, oh, my gracious young lady. Do I detect a note of sympathy in your sweet voice? Can it be possible you feel sorry for me? Well, I didn't exactly say I was sorry for you. 
After all, it was very naughty of you to steal our star. Don't try and pull any of that weepy-weepy stuff around here, Crazy Quilt. It won't work. Oh, lass, for ten centuries, uh, maybe eleven, the Crazy Quilt dragons have flourished with nary a blot on their scutcheon. Oh, to think that I must be the one to bring shame to our illustrious name. Oh, there, there, Crazy Quilt. Don't feel so bad about it. I must redeem myself. There's no three ways about it. I You've must. done enough already, you overstuffed villain. That's what I say. You'd better scram before I say boo. Oh, please, please. You know how that horrid word affects me. Don't be so impolite, Jimmy. Let's see what Crazy Quill has to say for himself. Oh, thank you, my lovely one. <clears throat> now, if you could all overlook my past offenses, I, I'd gladly help you look for the star. Applesauce with raisins in it. Don't let him fool you, children. I really have a good heart, you know. It's made out of red yarn, and it's big and true as true can be. Don't you think you could see your way clear to let me join up with your expedition? Huh? How's about it? I don't know what to say, Crazy Quill. Well, I do. We don't trust you, Crazy Quill, and that's that. Good for you, Jimmy. Oh, the shame of it all. Oh, agony. Listen, what's that noise, Sinwan Bear? I wonder. Can you see anybody, Jimmy? No. Look, coming around that rock. Wow. Jiminy Crickets. It's the Ingaboos. Run. Run for your lives, everybody. See you later. Wow. Oh, Crazy Quill's jumped back into the ocean. Why, look. Those Inkaboos are as flat as can be. <laughs> they look like paper dolls. Sure, paper dolls made out of blotting paper with faces drawn on them. <laughs> Aren't they funny? I don't know about that. They've got pens for spears, and they certainly are scowling all right. Alto! Oh, don't be silly. How can we halt when we're not moving? Alto! I arrest you, whoever you be, in the name of His Majesty King Blotto the Third. Ow, ow, ow! Arrest us? For what? We haven't done anything. Oh, but you have, definitely. Prisoners, fall in. We're not prisoners, and we won't fall in. Better step along lively or get pricked by our spears. Maybe we better do as they say. Those pens look plenty sharp. Prisoners, forward march all. Uh, this is an outrage. We haven't done a thing, and, well, we're not going to march. That's what. Oh, uh, that's just a sample. Now hurry up. I sure wish I had my water pistol with me. I'd fix those Inkaboos in a jiffy. I'd soak them up like anything. I could fix them, too, if they didn't have those pesky spear pens. Bless my stuffings, but they're sharp. Look, over there, it's a town. Sure enough. And the houses are made of cardboard. You know, they're sort of wobbling in the breeze. You know what, Jimmy? It looks just like that toy village we got for Christmas last year. See, the walls and the roofs are held together with cardboard flaps. And the windows don't have any glass at all. And the grass we're walking on isn't really grass, it's paper. Just like that green grass uh, we always have in our uh, Easter bunny nests. Do you kind of suppose that beach we were on was made out of sandpaper? That's very funny. I'd laugh the stuffing out of myself if I wasn't so worried about what these Inkaboos are going to do with us. Let's ask them and find out. That's a good idea. Uh, hey, you, uh, uh, Mr. Blotter. Oh, oh, what's the matter? Prisoner, you have uttered the greatest insult that can be insulted at a mighty Inkaboo. Why? Just because he called you a blotter? <laughs> if you value your skin, you stuffed monstrosity, never say that terrible word again. Why, uh, why, certainly, if it upsets you that much... But we'd sort of like to know what you're going to do with us. In a few moments, you shall be ushered into the presence of His Imperial Majesty, Emperor of the Inkaboos Incorporated, King Blotto III. Ow, ow, ow! Yeah, and 
And what's King Blotto going to do? His majesty will hear the accusations and pass judgment on you. For what? We haven't hurt anybody. I should say not. That has nothing to do with the case. And King Blotto will punish you accordingly. Now, march Ow, ow, ow. You are about to enter the royal audience chamber. Bow your heads and keep them there until His Majesty speaks. I'm afraid that's impossible for me. You see, my head is fastened on so it can move sideways, but not up and down. Oh, this will never do. Everyone must show His Majesty the utmost respect. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just turn my head clean around so it's facing backwards. How is that? Uh, a bit irregular, but it'll do. Guard! Sound the royal falderall. <laughs> Prisoners, forward, Marcho, and keep your heads bowed. Hope I don't stumble. Me too. With me head turned backwards, I haven't the slightest idea where I'm going. Prisoners, halto. <laughs> your most unusually high highness, we bow in your mighty presence. Hail King Blotto Third. Ow, ow, ow. More respect, please. You're not half enthusiastic enough. Ow, ow, and double wow. That's better. You may raise your heads now, prisoners. Look, that's King Blotto sitting on an empty ink bottle. What a funny king. Isn't he, Cinnamon Bear? Wait till I get my head twisted around so I can see. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, what a sight. Order, order. Who are these things, Captain? We're things. We're people. And very good people, I might add. When we wish you to add, we'll tell you about it. Quiet. Proceed, Captain. Your Majesty, we've found them standing right on the boundary line of the Dominion of the Inkaboos Incorporated. And what's more, they had their shoes on. Oh. This is an offense, isn't it? Uh, by the way, what offense is it? A violation of Ordinance Number 23, Skidoo, which prohibits foreigners from standing on an Inkaboo boundary line with shoes on. Oh, yes, so it does. Well, how did we know it was against the law? Yeah, we didn't see any boundary line. Where is it? That's what I'd like to know. Where is it? It's a secret. Well, you can't very well arrest us for standing on something that we don't know where it is. Ignorance of the law is nine-tenths of uh, something. And besides, you should have taken your shoes off. Then we wouldn't have bothered you. <laughs> then that lets me out. I don't wear any shoes, so I couldn't very well take them off. What? Then you're doubly guilty because you didn't have any shoes to take off. But that's not fair. That, or, well, that law doesn't say anything like that. Oh, my, so it doesn't. Well, we'll fix that. Uh, where's my royal secretary? Here, your majesty. Uh, take an amendment. Quote. People who don't have shoes to take off when they stand on an Inkaboo boundary line are guilty of uh, double treason and arsenic. I, King Blotto III, so will it. Uh, <clears throat> unquote. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. What, what do you intend to do with this now? Well, I don't quite know. Something too, too terrible, I fancy. That is, unless you uh, want to try and win your freedom. Well, how can we do that? I'll tell you. Ever since the Inkaboos were created, I have been king because of a mysterious, magical inscription I bear on my chest. See it? Yes, I noticed it before. It's some kind of writing. Uh, indeed. Uh, pretty, isn't it? And I'm the only Inkaboo that has such an inscription. Oh, uh, what's it say? That, strangers, is exactly what we've never been able to find out. Wise men from all over the realm have tried for years to decipher it, but in vain. Uh, we know it's most important. 
So if you prisoners can tell us what it says, we'll allow you to leave unharmed. I, I know what it is, Judy and Jimmy. It's writing that's been blotted on him from a piece of paper. It's just on backward, that's all. If I had a looking glass, I could read it off like nothing. I have a little looking glass, Cinnamon Bear, right here in my sweater pocket. Swell. Give it to him so we can get saved. Here it is. Well, strangers, will you attempt to save your lives? Your Majesty, it has been revealed to me that I may make known to you and your subjects the inscriptions on your Majesty's person. Have I your permission to perform a bit of magic? Uh, you have. Very well. I approach your Majesty. I hold this magic eye to your chest. Now, looking glass, looking glass, shining bright, read us what's within your sight, hocus pocus, ishka bibble. Oh, 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 this is good. Come here and look, Judy and Jimmy. Why, oh. how dare you laugh at my chest? I can't help it. Do you want to know what your mysterious inscription says? Certainly. Read on. Okay, you asked for it. Here goes. One pound hamburger, half a pound of Limburger cheese, five cents worth of onions. <laughs> he must have been blotted on somebody's shopping list. I regret to inform your majesty that your magical inscription is just the makings of a Dutch lunch. Oh, enough, enough. Your insults and laughter at our royal expense shall cost you dearly. What do you mean? Captain, summon the royal guard. Summon the royal executioner. Executioner? Conduct these insulters outside the gates. Yes, your majesty. And have them thrown into the immense inkwell. Goodness gracious, that sounds bad for our friends, doesn't it? King Blotto III really means business, I'm afraid. It's hard to wait until next time to find out what's going to happen to Judy and Jimmy and the Cinnamon Bear when the Royal Guard and the Royal Executioner take them to the immense inkwell. just going to keep playing. For and all playing. eternity. For all eternity, so... Uh... And now, the cinnamon bear. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the Incaboos are just as dumb as the Mangaboos. Uh, Foxfire yeah. sucks that one out. Bunch of meanies. Dicks. Pack of meanies. 
stupid jerks and their governments all suck. It's true. <laughs> um, you don't I, know what year this was, was you? Did 1934? You? Okay. It sounds very Aussie. Well, they but said yeah. 23 skidoo and ish kabibble. I mean, <laughs> I was waiting that's for... That's the 20s. I mean, that's the influence of culture, but sure. I'm just saying the characters yeah, yeah. seem very Aussie. Yeah. Yeah, there, there definitely there's some inspiration from Bomb in, in the husband-wife team that wrote this story. So, um... And anyway. wants to attack the, the petty cash drawer. Oh, yeah, we, we're, we're loaded to the gills. Um, so, uh, but yeah, a, a half a pound of ground beef, a half a, a half a pound of Limburger cheese and a few cents worth of onions for a Dutch lunch. Yeah, that's disturbing. Yeah, Limburger cheese. I put the, but the, the, the Lou Costello, uh, Limburger gif in there for you. Maybe all the other cheeses were just too mild, and Limburger is the only thing with a little bit of a taste to it. Oh dear Lord, Limburger is—I I, can't—I'll never forget the first time I smelled Limburger. I was like, "People eat this." <laughs> it, it smells like sewage. Yeah. It is terrible. Nasty. The only thing it's good for is pranking someone. So, anyway. Horseradish. Horseradish. Hassan Feffa. Um, what, what, we saw somebody make succotash and fricassee the other day. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, that's the, the that Looney, to Looney Tunes menu. Have ha some Hassenpfeffer with that and, you know, or Welsh rarebit. Mm. Um, Seriously, Welsh anyway. rarebit. Yeah. Mm. So, anyway, well, I hope everybody, uh, has a, a great Christmas and we're taking, uh, the next two weeks off for New Year's, uh, New Year's and Christmas. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, we'll be back, uh, the second week of, uh, January. I, uh, I guess, well, let me look at the calendar. Uh, we'll be here on the 6th. So, uh, but yeah, and we'll be on, uh, it came from Cleveland tomorrow night, of course. And we'll be playing, um, well, uh, I, I think... Uh, I might, I might do more movie recommendations for people because I, I've, I've had a lot of sinus issues the last couple of days, so I'm kind of out of it. Uh, and you and, know why that is? Because the yo-yo weather. Oh man, dear Lord. Yeah. Yeah. It's not cool. So, uh, Joe's going to be doing, uh, Eugene Levy. Um, uh, Michelle is going to be talking about, um... Do do do, uh, not do do do. I, I can't. Gosh, I can't. Re cannot remember for the life of me who she's covering tomorrow, and I apologize for that. Um, Miles is going to be talking science, and uh, I think we're going to be talking some fond holiday memories and things like that as well. So we'll have some. Uh, we'll have some fun. I might put together a list of. Uh, uh, commercials of, of for toys that I got as a kid uh, for Christmas uh, for, towards the end of the show. That that'll be fun. So, uh, but yeah, that's um, that's all I got. So I'll leave it up to you, Susan. That's to you uh, to uh, no, send us that's out. That's all. It's been a, a great 
I, I like the cinnamon bear and I like that story and the the odds adventures. We're Return thinking of about two fan favorites. Yeah. Fan favorites, yeah. Um so yeah. That's about it. Enjoy your holidays. I gotta get my Christmas cards together, man. Gotta do it. Yeah. But uh, that's about it. It's very it's unseasonably warm, but I'll probably be missing this in about a month. Yeah. Well, I don't know what this this winter's gonna be like, but it's off to a pretty mellow start. Yeah, seriously. So. And our dumb neighbor got stuck in the mud in his driveway because he's so lazy. <laughs> he's so, so dumb. Ripped up his front lawn and probably destroyed the transmission on his car in the in the process because he was too lazy to even put anything under the wheels. <sighs> Love it. Pathetic. So anyway, um, yeah, let's uh, you know everybody enjoy the holidays, uh, Christmas or not. New Year's, all that jazz. So yeah, happy holidays, and we'll uh, we'll see you when we come back. Feliz Navidad. <laughs>